Welcome to the Software and Technology Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Landon Jones. With e-commerce, the ease of instant communication, the popularity of streaming services, it's undeniable that the world runs on the internet. And I don't know about you, but I'm always trying to connect to a free Wi-Fi hotspot whenever I can. Here to talk to us about how they are bridging the gap between businesses and municipalities to make high-speed internet free for the masses is Digital Lobby President and COO Kevin Niebergall and CSO Lou Phillips. Thanks for coming on the show today, guys. Thanks for having us. No problem. My first question for you was if you could give us an explanation about uh, the services that Digital Lobby provides and specifically uh, what you bring to the companies that you're working with. The elevator pitch is we monetize public Wi-Fi. And when we talk about public Wi-Fi, that's municipalities, park districts, venues, anything that's exposed to the public. It could also be SMBs, it could be uh, venues, anything like that. So that, that's, our, that's our claim to fame. Now, along with that, comes a whole go local piece that integrates in the community and all those things. Maybe we should start from kind of how this whole concept came about. I don't know, Lou, what was it? 10 years ago, started in the texting world. Yeah. So, so how we got into, into the technology world is our backgrounds are more kind of creative on the creative side. And when text messaging first came out, in 2005, 2006, we were the creative guys behind the scenes of some of the largest text programs like in America. So for instance, American Idol text vote to Warner Brothers films, to some HBO and some Showtime. Uh, we were the guys creating a lot of the, the creative, the behind the scenes for some of the technology companies that were launching that kind of technology. Well, over the years, People wanted a mobile website, and over the years, people wanted uh, to join Twitter, and people wanted to download a mobile app. Well, we were the creative guys a lot of the times behind the scenes, uh, creating the messaging and helping a lot of the larger corporations uh, understand what this new technology is. So about three years ago, uh, uh, four years ago, we were seeing what Wi-Fi was in Europe, and we monitor other technologies around the world all the time. And it wasn't like it was in America. In America, basically, I don't know, you're just logged on. Well, in Europe, they're leveraging the Wi-Fi and they're putting marketing on top of it. So we saw that about four years ago. And we said, you know what? We need to, we need to do the same thing here in, in the States. So we basically created our own entire platform. And as we we're creating our platform, being the creative guys behind the scenes, uh, there were some larger corporations that we were friendly with, one of them being Pepsi. And Pepsi early on was basically like, listen, we want to advertise in this new space, Wi-Fi. Um, but if you guys are going to go out and create something like this, uh, you need to create something more universal. What we don't want to do is have to call every professional sports stadium and deal with their IT director to put our ad on their network. So if you guys are going to get in this space, it just makes sense for you to create a universal program that possibly can integrate within any stadium. So we're basically making one phone call as Pepsi to change out the messages. And they were very influential on the way we created the program. And as we developed the program, we found 
basically, you know, kind of fell into municipality. Uh, the city of Chicago was testing a product out in a pilot program, uh, part of the Smart City uh, initiative on some Wi-Fi in the beaches. And they were doing okay. Uh, and what happened was when we came out with our software and we went in, uh, we basically uh, took over the program and we now started generating dollars through sponsorship through the program back to the city. And that program has now gone to 26 miles of beaches in Chicago, uh, the museum campus area, and we're growing and a lot more municipalities are, are now calling us for that same type of program, which basically Kevin and I saw, holy crap, I guess we're in the municipality space. I guess the next thing that I was wondering was about some of the issues that you faced as providers and then the solutions that you've come up with to be able to deliver this product. Time. The bureaucracy of the communities and the government, even though our program is free to the community, we still have to go through all of the standard red tape uh, that can sometimes take six up to six months or more. Lou's exactly right. That was the biggest hurdle we faced in the beginning. The, you know, literally, and I'm not exaggerating, we've never been told no from a community. No one, who would say no to that? Wait, you're going to give me all this free infrastructure and something that connects my whole local business community and the analytics for free? What's the catch? Right? But then you have the practical steps that you have to go through with municipalities. And so we built a very simple, we go in, we present, they look at it, they go, oh, wow, this is really cool. We'd love to do this. What's next steps? We barter with them. Right? So we're trading them all this infrastructure for advertising rights. And so how we get the advertising rights is in that negotiation, uh, we'll, at, we'll negotiate in out-of-home signage, uh, media integrations within their, within their social accounts, within their website, uh, sampling and experiential rights, uh, all these different things. Because if it was just about a captive portal, you know, just a splash page, Man, Boingo and Cisco and all these other platforms would have won the game a long time ago. It's not about that. It's about taking that brand and creating an immersive, uh, intimate, single voice uh, experience for a brand. So if you think about, if you think about, I don't know if you're a baseball fan or not, but hey, it's the Arizona Diamondback Stadium. No, it's not. It's Chase Field. No, it's the Arizona Diamondback Stadium. No, it's Chase Field. Why is it Chase Field? Because Chase bought the naming rights to that stadium. We at Digital Lobby go and negotiate all that and more. It's not just a name on the side of a, uh, on the side of a building. It's a whole 360-degree uh, immersive, hyper-local uh, experience for the brand. And so that's what we negotiate for them. So it's Community X or Venue X or Park District X brought to you by Brand X. And so we just basically do all the hard work for the municipality. So when we come in, they're almost like, this is too easy, right? So we do all the hard work for that. And then we bring them success. And then along with that, we, after all that's done, we just invite the brand to come in and participate in all that. So all the assets are negotiated for the brand. They don't have to just do... I don't know, a billboard or a sign or, you know, a, a individual sampling and experiential opportunity. They get the whole package. People have said, you guys are the AOL of public Wi-Fi. 
huh? We thought about it for a second, and he's right. When, when AOL first came, you know, remember AOL getting online? Well, all of a sudden, they have millions of people going through their captive portal. So what they decided to do, which was smart, is rapid media. So when we looked at this in the beginning, um, and we saw, hey, if you're going to be the gateway to municipal Wi-Fi, which is where all the action is, okay, then why not rapid media? And so when you bring your Wi-Fi to municipalities, is, is that what you're calling a smart city? Just to make sure that I have my, my uh, vocabulary correct. If a community wants to become a smart city, the first thing they need is a Wi-Fi network. Not a bunch of kiosks, not a random access point, but a real honest-to-goodness Wi-Fi network. And we work with all the top-tier carriers. We work with all the top-tier manufacturers for Wi-Fi equipment. We have partnerships with them. It took us a couple years to build that. We're integrated in all the major manufacturers. And so this is their first step, which is creating that Wi-Fi network. Once that's done, a smart city technically is just that. They want to take their smart devices, whether that be speakers, whether that be fire hydrants, whether that be trash cans, whether that be lighting, and they need a network to hook it to. And this is the foundation for that. This is the backbone for that. When we go to a municipality, we'll walk in, and municipalities typically struggle with funding and bureaucracy. You know, they're very layered. They have a lot of stuff going on. Um, and they hear this buzzword, smart city. We want to be a smart city. We want to be a smart city. And a lot of them don't know what the cost of that is, and they don't understand how to get from point A to point B. So one of, the, one of the key advantages to Digital Lobby is we'll come into a municipality and we'll sit down with that municipality and present the Digital Lobby platform. We say, okay, here's the deal. Uh, we, will, we will provide you with infrastructure that could be access point, installation, bandwidth, monitoring. Then we take and we put the Digital Lobby platform on top of that. And once we do that, our digital lobby platform has a whole go local community connected to it. So once we get the anchor of the community, then we go out and sign up the local business. Well, within our user flow, which is impossible to show over this podcast, um, the user hits the authentication page, single sign-on, they hit the sponsor page, and then they go to a lobby page. The lobby page contains all the information from that, wherever that person is, whether that's at a beach, whether that's at a bar, whether that's in the center of town. So it's the it's the community access Wi-Fi network, right? They're logged in, they're at they're at this place. And what happens is when, when we sign them up, they're allowed to put in offers, announcements, and events. They're allowed to post all those. But also in the lobby, we pull through all their social, their Twitter, their Facebook. Um, we give them this lobby page, because what happens when you go to a new venue, you walk in, you look around, and you're like, where am I at? Oh, there's the lobby board. Okay, this is on floor two. So that's what we use as our lobby posting board. So now we can control all that messaging. When the municipality or Joe's Pizza signs up, and they're putting in their offers, announcements, and events into the lobby page, when that, when that user goes and looks at the lobby page, on the bottom, there's a little button bouncing. It says, Go local. And they click on that go local, and we aggregate 
all the surrounding the community, the local businesses, all the local offers, announcements, and events. So Argo Local is kind of a combination of Eventbrite, the Yellow Pages, and Groupon, all in one. And we have vi visibility and can gather analytics for that whole for that whole group, you know, however big we want to do that. I think my next question um, has to do a little bit more with the citizens or the people that are going to be um, using this free Wi-Fi. I mean, we, we all love free Wi-Fi, but I was wondering what are the benefits of having this in your city? What are the benefits for the citizens and the community as a whole? So we know for a fact that Wi-Fi usage is the largest usage uh, uh, when when consumers want to start engaging and on mobile devices, right? So they're, they're, the first thing they do is they look for uh, a Wi-Fi signal. Prior to downloading an app, uh, especially a younger demographic under the age 35, it, it's going to skew way high, over over 70%. They they at least look for Wi-Fi. So we know we what we do know is is we know that local television is going down. We, there are no more newspapers. There are uh, local uh, 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 community online apps aren't being used. Local Facebook pages and local Twitter accounts for local communities aren't really updated correctly. So the really the only way of communicating local events and uh, uh, communicating different offers and different places within the community uh, are within digital through a Facebook feed or with our program. And what we found was there are, it's growing, more people are, are, are looking at our program going, I really didn't know that that restaurant even existed. Or they're working out in a health club, like in Naperville, and they're listening to uh, music and while they're, you know, they, they log on to Wi-Fi as they're working out. And we'll email them back something about the local community that they reside in. So I think, you know, Kevin and I have, have met with multiple different agencies and partners, and one of them basically like, listen, this is the next generation of Yellow Pages. So it's, the technology is Wi-Fi, but it's the distribution, right? It's the, it's the use of today, right? People look to, for the Wi-Fi program, and we're pushing the message of the local community through that. And we're, and we're, we're finding that the usage is, is growing all the time. So is, does it equate? for them to walk into a local restaurant or bar and purchase a, an item? We don't know that yet. But what we do know is, we do know that they're using the program. And, and it's just still a, a brand new platform. So you know we'll, we'll get there on those analytics. When it comes to connectivity, and it comes to IoT, and it comes into new technologies, uh, the strategists are basically saying that municipalities and local government are in the top five. That means that local municipalities Across the country, uh, are looking at all types of new technologies to install not only for what we do in that public sector uh, for, for for residents and consumers, uh, but they're looking at it for more utilities and everything else. So the movement for local government and local communities to start moving into new technologies again, 50 years, they're in the top 100. In this in this new movement, they're in the top five. So you're going to start seeing really explosive things when it comes to local communities and local government in this new technology. It's going to be exciting. Thanks for coming on the show today, guys. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having us. 
and thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com backslash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Landon Jones. Until next time.